Sleep. And um, also, it's not like you know. I feel like the Brownlow used to be a bit more scandalous, and I like that it's become more of a class act type thing. It's like this. I don't know. I reckon you go, you do the red carpet, scoot and boot, head down to the casino, yeah, do a couple of rounds of blackjack, oh. <laughs> and then back up. We're promoting. <laughs> <laughs> my Put two dollars in. Nana taught me how to play the bogeys. Yeah, and then Nana Mark. Nana Mark. <laughs> and then just go and yeah, people. And then go to the after party. Yeah. Once it's over. You know what? I was watching it and I was like, God, the dresses this year, like, there weren't really any that I was like, nah, don't love that. Like, I think they all looked pretty good. Like, there were only a handful where I was like, nah, not my fave. Mm. But I was watching it and I was like, I would look great on that red carpet. <laughs> no, but do you ever see a red carpet where you're like, I would do really well on this red carpet specifically? Like for me, it's the Brownlow and the VMAs. Oh, you really you can't leave yourself. No, I don't ever look at that. No? No. No, because they've definitely got specific themes. Oh, yeah. No, I would Like, agree there with are that. some that you would do better at than others. And, like, I don't you know think what I would do can... that well at the Met, to be honest, as much as I would love to go. Oh, you I don't could, have the I confidence say, for say, it. You could not pay me enough money in the world to go to the Met. Really? Oh, my God, that's fucking terrifying. Like, I think it would be so fun and interesting, but I feel like you have to have a certain element of, like, confidence. And I'd say I'm a confident person, but to pull off some of the outfits, I don't think I could do it. I don't think any of this is good enough. Nah, neither. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I am your host, Matilda Johnson, and once again, we're joined by producer Grace. Hello. Are you okay? Yeah, it's just... It's been a long week and it's only Tuesday. We didn't even record last week. We had a week off. No, it's just like, I think it's because it's hot. It is hot. I mean, we say it's like, what, 20 degrees, but I think it's like. It's Melbourne hot. It's Melbourne hot and the sun is shining and it's going to be a long weekend this weekend and I'm a bit stressed out about the weekend and I'm just a bit all over the shop. It's going to be a good weekend because we've got the grand final. I'm stressing out about it, Matilda. I'm really stressed about it too. And you're not even a fan of either teams. You've jumped on the Collingwood bandwagon because I am a Collingwood supporter and you're like, I'll follow you anywhere. Don't know if that's That's accurate. (laughs) But I'm sure you want to make delusions of that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But... I am I am on the Collingwood bandwagon, which is a big call considering I'm a Brisbane gal. Yeah. But I'm But you've got your reasons. You've got your reasons. We work in an office full of Collingwood supporters. Yeah. And we went to a Collingwood game. Just last week. Last week we went to their finals. Their semi final, I guess. I feel like I saw a side of you that really opened my eyes. My competitive side came out. Yeah. 
you could say it was a bit feral streepy, but I think it was almost a bit more than that because it was a bit terrifying for everyone involved. Like I felt like the way I did at the Taylor Swift ticket sales day, but my behavior was very different. First of all, set the scene. We've just kind of gone straight into footy chat, which I feel like makes sense. It's appropriate. Makes sense because we're definitely like, we're definitely in our sporty girl era. We've said this before. We'll say it again. But we're sports gals. We are definitely in our AFL moment at the moment yeah i'm obsessed so we're in, okay quickly if you, if you're not following the afl what are you doing yeah but it's a grand final this week so two weeks ago some, one of my mates and i went to the, the carlton d's game and carlton won by two points incredible amazing left floating on air i think we manifested those tickets on the weekend yeah and we ended up in incredible seats mm-hmm. in the Collingwood section right next to the GWS. To be board. fair, we only really got them because I knew somebody who was selling their tickets in the members section. But Hey, a win is a bloody win. A win is a win. We'll take it. We took it. We were there. And it's so true. It's only Delulu till it becomes Trilulu. And it really did. It was great. It just happened. It just worked out for us. We were in the Collingwood section. We were surrounded by fans. Right behind the goals. Right behind the goals. We were up close and personal, maybe, what, five, six rows back? Yeah. So if you followed the game, it was very close. One point. One point win. Um, And I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Yeah. I think going into it. Can you put your phone away? I'm so sorry. I'm trying to tell a story. It's really popular. (laughs) Um. I think if you had asked, if you knew the two of us and you had said, who, who's going to be more feral, you'd probably say me. Yeah. I'm just a bit more of a sporty gal than you are, even though you're in your sporty girl era. I'd say I'm a sporty gal. It's just that I don't go to enough sporty events to show that I'm a sporty gal. Saying that, you have been to the AFL the last three weeks. Yeah, three weeks, basketball. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. I don't have anything to prove. It's fine. We were definitely in with the Collingwood supporters my territory. Yes. The people just across the row from us were the GWS cheer squad. Mm-hmm. And there was one particular individual who really, when they scored, they turn around and like egg us on. Yeah. I have never in my life witnessed anything like you putting dead eyes on this gentleman, who I would like to say it was probably... Six foot five. He was a very tall man. Very tall man. And, and he was a ginger. Unit. And so you know what? I think the fact that he was a fellow ginger, I think that's what really rubbed me up the wrong way because I was like, we should be on the same team. Well, at one point I turned to you after the GWS Giants had just scored and you had the look of death in your eye <laughs> and you were staring at him and you just said, I'm going to hurt that man. That's what you said. I, I think and I must have just blacked out because I don't even remember. And I really turned to you and I was words. like, what? And you're like, I do not like that man. I'm going to hurt him. <laughs> and I was like, Matilda, you're four foot nothing. You're going to stay right here. Yeah. Then, he was probably double my size. Easily. Easily double my size. Also, like, logistically, we were, like, a fair distance away from him. I would have had to have a running start to yeah. try and do anything. But also, besides from that incident, it just kind of grew from there as the game progressed uh-huh. because that happened in the first quarter. Yeah. You are up and about yelling things to the players, and I quote, what is this? 
Auskick? <laughs> you! For your first Collingwood game. Oh, yeah. All I hadn't year. been to one at all this year. I went to like five or six games last year. Did not go to a single one this year until the finals. So. I don't know where that came from. Honestly, that's a good line though, and I will use it again. I've actually told a few people about it, and they're like, oh, I'll be using that one. It's a good one. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. What is this? It AFL? just came from. No, what is this? Auskick? What is this? Auskick? Came from the heart. Yeah, it did. Um, But anyway, came away with the win. Mm hmm. We then walked from the MCG back to my place in silence. About a 45 minute walk. Silence. I don't think we've ever been that quiet around each other, ever. Even on a really bad day. And in the question, oh. Uh, no, there was never. That one, there was that one time where you were like, I'll hop out of the car. Oh, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> We don't need to get into that. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. <laughs> But yeah, it was such an interesting walk home because I felt a bit euphoric, but in a way that I just dissociated. Yeah. And I kind of felt like Harry Styles a little bit because I've told you about this. Yeah. The TikToks of Harry Styles. Riding a lime bike in the, London. It riles me to no. Oh, I'm so upset. <laughs> I just flung my glasses off because I it upsets me to no end. He doesn't wear a helmet. Who does he think he is? God? But he's Harry Styles. He should be protected. Like, he's clearly, like... He's got a responsibility. If you haven't seen the TikToks, he's just driving around on a fucking bike. But also... Behind, like, London double bus The first buses. time it happened, you were riled up. But now... I think I've, I've seen it, him do it on multiple occasions now. I'm like, have you had your license suspended? Because why are you just on a bike going throughout London? But like London CBD, where there is traffic and stuff. I'm like, are you okay? Who do you think you like, are, mate? I'm get, scared for his safety. Get back to reality. And I know this is like the dumbest thing because I'm like, there are way worse things that celebrities could be doing. But I'm like, Harry Styles, please put on a helmet. It's yeah. really pissing me off. You know what else is pissing me off? Um, and I think there's a few things that I've been hyperfixating on in pop culture this past year, and you've picked up on it a lot. Yeah. But currently, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, oh. I can't even really get into it without actually getting riled up. Yeah. Because I've always been a Joe girly, but I'm like, no, Joe, like, I know it's like all over the media and we can believe what we want to believe and stuff, but I think he's the common denominator of the problems in his relationships. I actually don't even want to really get into the whole thing. I could talk about it for ages. Because the whole situation that's happening between him and Sophie actually just makes me really upset. Yeah. Because the final straw was this week. It came out that he's, like, withholding their pa- the kids' passports. Yeah. That's so messed up. So messy. Do not do that and not hot. And not hot. Not hot at all. Not hot. Really actually foul. Yeah. And also, I'm like, but also, I love the part where it's, she's out for dinner with Taylor Swift, his ex. I'm like, yeah, go off, Mr. Perfectly Fine. Yeah, I just... I love that The whole conversation about how he tried to frame her as a bad mum and all that, it's actually just foul and disgusting. Mm. What other pop culture things have we... Re- I've been really caught up on, of course, Jonah Hill Oh, breakup. my gosh, you that, have been going on about that for ages. That, and the that happened Kutcher. so long ago now. Oh, and Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis defending... Danny, what's his name? Mm. Don't even need to know his last name because I do not care about that man enough to even yeah. take note. Fuck def- that guy. Yeah, you've definitely hu- – Jonah Hill, if someone said to me, what have you 100% hyperfixated on? Jonah Hill. Yeah. Yeah. You send stuff to me about it all the time and I have to engage in it. Yeah. 
I don't know what it is about that breakup that I'm just like, fuck that guy. And I was always a Jonah Hill fan as well. But this entire scenario, I'm like, nah. If there's one red flag that I have discovered that I freaking hate, it's the control of somebody in your relationship and like how much you think you can have over the person who you're with. Yeah. And then I feel like we're just breaking up at the moment. You know what else is just really on my mind? The Roman Empire? Yeah. No? That. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? Never. <laughs> I just find it a bit boring. I, I think... find the whole thing weird that men are so hyperfixated on the Roman Empire. I'm hyperfixated on... Hold on, I, I've got a list. I've wrote things down. Madeline McCann is high up there for me. Madeline McCann, for me, it's John Benet Ramsey. I mean, I can kind of feel like the two are somewhat the same. Yeah, I think it's like if you're a young girl and you've been kidnapped or murdered, that's the things, like, you know, yeah. as a woman, I think about those things. I also think... I've also th- thought John that... Benet, John Benet was a bit before our time, a little bit. In my mind, I've also solved that crime like 600 times in my head. Right. Yeah. But I also I feel like the brother Madeline, did I feel it. like Yeah, the whole bit since the pineapple bit really threw me too. Yeah, same. And like the letter, like it was like over two pages long or something like that. The mm. ransom letter. I'm like, nah, yeah. no way. The parents covered it up. It's interesting though, like I think a lot about Madeline McCann. I think because I was a kid, like we were kids when it happened. Mm. And so stuff like that really I I mentioned this the other day, like Daniel Morecambe, which yeah. I for me. It was, I was a little bit, I was a fair bit younger than him, but I think it was because he was in Queensland and that's where I grew up. Mm, like it was, it was such close. a big story. Yeah. Mm. Well, I found it interesting when I was in Europe last year that there were still photos up of Madeline McCann's face as a child being like, have you seen this person in the airports? Oh, wow. And I was like, that's, that's crazy so to me. It was really jarring because like I hadn't traveled by myself. So I was already nervous about that. Yeah. And then getting to the airport and seeing Madeline McCann's child like face as a child on posters and then there were a few where it was like this is what she'd look like now do you think though part of it is because we're obviously here in australia and part of it's removed you almost think of it as fiction and i think so and then seeing it and being like oh that's somebody's reality though like that's quite an interesting experience what i do find interesting about the whole roman empire thing is i asked maybe 10 15 guys who i know personally how often they think about it and most of them were like oh not that often i'm like okay but how's not that often how like how often is that yeah and they all said oh maybe once or twice a month and i'm like that's still fairly often to think about like a random moment in history yeah and it was actually like i'm like oh you like they gave examples like, yeah of like and i was like, or like i've not they thought about built that. like sewerage from the ground up and like you know like the way they built these incredible structures and stuff and i'm like but why do you think about that? I think it's a very, I think maybe it's a thing about masculinity. I'm not sure. I but suppose, I asked my dad the other day and he was like, oh, I was thinking about it today. And I was like, why? I suppose they might go, well, then why do you think about the Daisy Edgar Jones, Paul Mescal, Phoebe Bridges love triangle? And then I could talk about that for about 45 minutes. I could minutes. talk about that for so long. You know like, what else I could talk about? I've written a list. Oh my goodness. A long list. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Tom Holland lip syncing to Umbrella. Okay. I think about that a couple of times a month. And every time I hear the song Umbrella, I do his choreography, especially. Copyright, copyright, copyright. Anyway, okay. Um, yep, John Benet Ramsey, Madeline McCann. Okay, your ex best friend. I feel like women really hold on to the ex best friend thing. Yeah. And I think it's just like an emotional attachment thing. 
Yeah, you can't really let it go, can you? I, I haven't had seriously bad friendship breakups, but if I've had even the slightest falling out with somebody, I will hold on to that and think about it all the time and think about, like, where did I go wrong? What could they have done better? And I will think about it. Like, and it'll really weigh on me. Yeah, mm. I have. I actually have a very – I think also as we're getting older. Mm, and seeing, like, how you life slowly progresses. detach yeah. from people as well. That's a tough one. Very much so, no. Okay, this is one I think about quite a few times a month. What? This could divide the nation. No, not really. I think a lot of women will agree with me. Dropping out of whatever you're doing, whether it's your job or university, to become a stripper. I think about that a lot because I know I would be really good at it. Um, I can't say that for myself. Mm -hmm. I definitely have the fantasy of, like, leaving work and like going and living overseas or oh, like yeah. something like that. I think that's the equivalent. Yeah, but yeah. No, I think I've just seen the movie Hustlers too many times and I'm like, yeah, I could do that. But I also I had... Mean, there's definitely the appeal of having a sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> like the but... idea of not having to work nine to five and working your own hours. Yeah. That's, that's nice. I think it's just because I've got the dance background and I've had women who I know who are strippers tell me I'd make a great stripper that I'm like, I could do that, you know? Yeah, okay. And so I think about that a lot. But I don't think I could, like, a lot. What, give a time. Like. In a month, how often would you think about it? Once a month? No, like, I'd say once a fortnight. So twice a month. Yeah. So, but, like, I don't think I'd ever actually do it because I don't have the confidence to do it. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I know I would, like, you know. Do you get super? Be I don't know. Maybe we'll have to talk to a stripper. If anyone knows, I'm if curious. Knows, I am curious. Do you, do you accrue sick leave? Like, no, I think opposed, it's like I working it as a casual. I okay. do know that in some places you have to pay to dance there. I know that much. What about work cover? No, I don't uh. think so. I suppose it's because like, it's like you're working for, for yourself? yourself. You're your own business to a degree, unless you work permanently at the one place. Is it kind of like you know how hairdressers they can like rent a chair at some salon? I think it's like that. Oh, okay. Well, if anyone yeah. knows, please let please us know. Please let me know. I'm curious. Okay. Um, Taylor Swift in general. Think about her all the She's time. She's had a great week. Oh my god, I love her with Travis Kelsey. I'm like, um, that's dad. That's our stepdad. Yep. And also, you know what? I think she's going to marry him, and I've got my reasons. She just got out of a seven-year relationship with Joe Alwyn. She then went through the whole, I'm going to date the guy that nobody really likes in Maddie Healy, although I do love the 1975, but she went through her dating a loser. Rebound nice and quick. Rebound. The next guy is always the guy where it's like, this is going to be good, and it's going to be serious, and it's going to be good for me, and she is now in that era. When you said good for me, I thought you meant like for us, and I was like, yeah, I feel like he's I feel like it's content. good for us as well. Yeah. But also, he's a fan. He shot his shot. And it worked and out it for him. And it worked for him. He is the perfect example of being delusional until it becomes true. That's what we should all strive for. And so everyone should act like Travis Kels. Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's great. And I think that they could be long-term. And what's that? Um, You belong with me. Oh, no, 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 no. What's the one where she's like, well, now she is in the bleachers cheering him on. You were right. But then what's it? When you're 15. 15. And she's like, in your life, you'll do things greater than dating the boy on the football team. I'm like, Taylor, you can do both. You've done great things. And now you're dating the guy on the the football football team. team. And I love that for her. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't that sweet? It's like a full circle moment. Anyway, I think about Taylor like every day. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. Because I probably listen to her every day. Anyway, the Edwardian era. So like Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen era. Uh A lot of people fixate on that. The Renaissance era, Marie Antoinette. Mm. Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. Um, Henry VIII and his six wives. Divorced. Beheaded. Died. Divorced. Beheaded. Survived. survived. (laughs) My mum said that that's her Roman Empire. Okay. And the Tudor era. But I don't really think about that too much. Definitely Diana for me. Diana, Salem Witch Trials. Mm. Mm. Mary, Mm. Queen of Scots. Mm. No? You're Scottish. Yeah. And you don't think about Mary? I think about Mary. You're Norwegian. I know. No. People think I'm Scottish because of the ginger. I'm like, nah, babe. I'm from the Vikings. Actually, I was speaking to someone about this the other day. Mm. Most Scottish people look kind of more like me. Yeah. With like with the darker, darker hair, the darker features. Yeah. Because that's when Spain. Yeah. Yeah, the Spanish. Pillaged. Pillaged. Yeah. Well, my mum's side are Portuguese. Because they were, well, pillaged and well, you know. Well, let's move on. Anyway. To What's the next But one? anyway, I got the ginger from the Norwegians. Anyway, after Mary Queen of Scots, I did put Princess Diana. I also put the Don't Worry Darling drama. Oh, I think out. about that. Well, I used to think about that a lot more than I do now, but I still do. When I see the ads, I'm like, oh, that was messy. Wouldn't you want to be a fly on the wall? Uh, the things I would do just to know the insider gossip, but I don't think that's something we will ever find out about. Oh, no. But I really wish I did. Okay. <gasps> this is a good one. Tiger Woods cheating scandal. <gasps> yes. That shaped me as a child because it really, I think it was the first time I learned what cheating was. I didn't know that you... You just kind of unlock like, something like a childhood memory. Right. I remember that being such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got a few I movie think, monologues. I also think people were shocked because his wife was like really stunning. Yeah. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. And he cheated on her. Anyway, that stuck with me as a child. Um, Anne Frank for me too. Anne think, Frank, she's on my list. I think about Anne Frank a lot. I think about Anne Frank a lot. I think, again, that was a book that a lot of young women were encouraged to read, so that's probably why we think about it. Yeah, I think I read it probably a little bit too young. I remember Same. getting nightmares. But Same. Anyway, what's, um, what's left? I've got a few monologues Go. from films. The Cool Girl monologue in Gone Girl. Yep. Amy's monologue in The New Little Women. Yep. I want and to be great or nothing. Yep, you get it. You get it. The girls yeah. who get it, get it. And, like, the you have a choice in who you love in this world, yeah. that whole thing. And then the America Ferreira monologue in the Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia Gillard's speech. Yes, that's a good one. Toxic shock syndrome. Oh. I think I get every time of the month. I'm like, mm, how long has that been in there? I get really stressed. Okay, this is going to be really dark. On my birthday this year, when we were out partying, I was on the rags. I was surfing the crimson wave. (laughs) And I thought to myself when I got home, I was like, I don't remember taking my tampon out. (gasps) And I think for about two days, I was so stressed because I was like, I can't find it. To this day. Oh, my God. But I, I, just, I just computed what you actually just said. Yeah, and, like, the, during the night out, I don't remember taking it out, but I knew I put one in before we left. And even to this day, I'm like, oh, well, who knows? It surely would have. I should probably just go to a gynecologist. That's something I need to do. I'm 25. Anyway, moving on. 
look on your face or you're like Tilly. I would like to encourage everyone to follow the Instagram account get papped. Yeah. They have some really great information on it. I've been putting it off. I know I should do it. You can go and do it yourself. I know. I just don't want to do it myself. I don't trust myself to do it myself. I think I'd freak myself out. Anyway. Okay. One direction. I think about one direction a lot. I think about the breakup. I actually saw something um, on TikTok the other day that was like in Barbie land. They're still a band. Oh my God, they are with yeah. all the Barbies hanging out. Yeah. The Barbie dolls of One Direction. Yeah. Oh my God. Now I really want to be in Barbie land. Okay. Um, 2014 dystopian movies such as Divergent, Hunger Games and The Maze Runner. It was really a year for that, wasn't it? It really was. That was an era. Yeah. And everyone was obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. And great casting. Such good casting. Mm. It was also the year of like hot male action figures and then my last one because i did put anne frank but it's okay we've already jumped to her abby lee miller and dance mums oh my gosh i think about that all the time i quoted it twice today i cut my finger my mom's ring i cut my finger today and i said i couldn't go on the podcast i was like oh i hope i can still dance this weekend anyway so that's all of my thoughts on the roman empire and what my versions would be yeah. But I don't think about them all, all the time. Probably just like toxic shock. And what was the other one where I was like, fuck, I think, of, oh, well, Taylor Swift. What was the one that I think about all the time? I've already forgotten. See, it obviously doesn't affect me that much. Oh, yeah, dropping out to become a stripper. Well, yeah. it's not dropping out because you finish school. You, you have a nine to five. Quitting work. No, I love my job, though. But yeah, they're my Roman empires. I anyway. Feel like, I feel like, again, as women, we all have, we have like similar similar ones the ones that i said you know we're like oh yeah that's fine yeah but anyway yeah we had last you had last week off mm-hmm. and then we have had lots of chats this is a little window into our friendship we'll be chatting and then we'll start to be like really funny i'll be like oh park this for the podcast mm-hmm. um that happens quite regularly because we are quite funny but we, hilarious. Do, we do like a giggle so funny. but obviously this whole season has been revolved around you dating and mm-hmm. we've been talking a lot about when you are getting ready for a date both for the podcast and just in life not that that happens often <laughs> Um, you obviously physically get ready. You do your makeup, you get changed, you do your hair, whatever you do to feel like confident and, you know, put together and whatever, Uh like how there's another side to it, which is like almost the emotional and like internal, internal, that's the wrong word to use, but like (laughs) the emotional getting ready and preparingness for a date. Okay. But also like. I don't know, just also with your friendship. It doesn't have to be with a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have been talking a lot about what we see ourselves as being in, when we're part of a partnership in terms of, you know, like we were on the train the other day and we were talking about, you know, what we want in a relationship and things like that. Um, and I said to you, I was like, oh, you know, I, I'm just aware that like I'm not the fun one. Mm. And then you looked at me and you were like, what are you talking about? You are the fun one. Yeah. And how it's interesting what your internal conversation and thoughts about about yourself and what you want and who you are is, can be quite different to what other people perceive of you. Correct. I think another good way of putting it is that you put on different hats for different relationships in your life because you have different expectations from different people and what you want and desire from those people. No, I, I so agree because we were then chatting about another time about how – in our friendship, 
I'm the Blair to mm. your Serena. Yes. And you then were like, oh, well, another, like another friendship with whoever I'm, it's the opposite. Yeah. So it definitely varies. And it's like, I mean, it's the same with like the black cat in the Labrador, like the golden retriever type thing, or like in Taylor Swift terms, he was sunshine. I was midnight rain. Right. I'm sunshine. You're midnight rain in a hot way. (laughs) But it's thinking, okay. So one, I suppose is like, what do you want in your friendships? And I think, Mm -hmm. I think different friendships have different, like different kind of push and pull and different, like, Mm -hmm. I definitely have some of my best friends. I've definitely got with my closest, closest friend, I would say I'm kind of more the little sister to her big sister kind Mm -hmm. of vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, And definitely more of like the wild one. Yeah. Which I. Which I never really look at you as the wild one. No. I think you're very put together. So it's crazy to me that you're a wild one in somebody else's life. Yeah. Well, wild. Wild. That's so wild. Um, so then thinking, okay, well, that's with our friendships. Mm-hmm. What do I really want out of one, like a romantic mm-hmm. date or like a romantic, romantic relationship? Partner. Because going on a date doesn't mean you necessarily need to have a romantic relationship with that person. If that that's makes the sense. thing as well. I've realized that like with me going on these dates and stuff, currently considering I just got out of a long-term relationship – I would say if I were to start actively dating seriously, I don't think I'd be like dating for marriage currently. Whereas previously, if I were to start dating somebody, it was more that mindset. Like if I'm going to date you, I want it to be long-term. Whereas now I'm like, oh, like it's not like necessarily playing the field, but it's also just like a lot of self-discovery in terms of what do I want from somebody else? Yeah. You know? So I'm like, I've never been the casual data type but now that I'm out of a long-term relationship that to be honest I did think I would marry the guy Mm -hmm. now it's like okay well that's fine like let's actually do some more research if you will about other people who are in my life and or like not in my life and meeting them for the first time and that's kind of the whole point of dating I guess but it's interesting because I know there are a lot of my close friends who would say that they're only interested in dating if it is for the long haul. And they wouldn't really put in the emotional effort unless they could see it becoming something more than that, you know? And the thing is, is neither answer is Is right or wrong. wrong. Yeah, exactly. But I do think it's important before you put yourself in that situation. To know what you want. 100%. Because then you're going to be putting out, even without realizing it, those vibes mm-hmm. and I don't think it's fair for the other person involved yeah unless they're on the same page agreed I agree wholeheartedly what would you say you are currently at like would you be only interested in going on dates if you were wanting something long term or are you just like a date for fun currently is it bad to say both well I think you can be both because it's like you can date for fun and then if you actually really end up liking somebody then it can turn into something more because I'd say that like I'm currently just dating for the fun of it but if I were to meet somebody really great I wouldn't reject the idea of it becoming more yeah because that's the the funny thing is I was speaking to a friend the other day about something similar and she basically was like that for me I couldn't even go there because I'm just not I don't even want to have a thought of that of a long-term relationship yeah whereas I'm kind of like not gonna say yes or no to either 
Yeah. Maybe do I need to do more research within myself? Probably not. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And you know what? I think it hit me today. I did have a guy say to me that he thought I was emotionally unavailable. And it kind of occurred to me, I think I'm the most emotionally aware that I've ever been in my life. And maybe it's not that I'm emotionally unavailable. Maybe it's just that there wasn't the connection there. And so externally I was exuding that more than I thought I was. Well, that's the thing. He was potentially saying that you were emotionally unavailable. Emotionally unavailable to him. To him. That's the thing. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm like, well, maybe you put the feelers out and maybe I just didn't express it in the same way. And it's like, it doesn't mean that I don't like the person. And I think like we can have great chats sometimes, but that's a part of dating. You're also not on the same page, so it's but just not going to work. Yeah, not on the same page. Exactly. So you have to really understand where each person's at when you are going into dating. And so in order to know where each person's at, I think you need to do the thought the of like, thought. Where, where am I at? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Because I think that's the thing. I think we can get caught up in just being like, I need to be on the dating app. So I'm just going to go, 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 instead of actually going, hang on a second. Mm. There's not a right answer, but what do I want? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's interesting because I've been on dating apps recently without really using it in a serious manner or anything. Like, to be honest, like, I've been on one date off a dating app and I was like, ah, like, not that it was bad, but it was just like, oh, I don't know if that's really what I want to be doing right now. Did just delete them all. And I've met some really nice people while I'm like out and about, like out for drinks and stuff like that. Have like chats on social media, whatever. But I'm also, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm emotionally unavailable. I'm really enjoying meeting people. I think I'm just like, I'm quite comfortable with where I'm at with being single. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody were to like want to take me out for a drink or something, I'd go and get to know them. But I don't know exactly, like, unless I'm super like, oh, I actually really, really have enjoyed doing this. I would say. I don't think I'd be interested in dating for the long term currently. I wouldn't say that you're scoping the scene. No. At all. No. In terms of you're open. I'm open. But you're not scoping. But I'm not actively searching. Yeah. To find, like, the love of my life. And I sometimes feel like, especially as you get to your mid to late 20s, where it feels like every second person's getting engaged or getting pregnant. That's hard. That yeah. is hard to go, okay, okay, well, the peop- these people around me seemingly want these things. Do I then by default want it too? And it's okay to go, actually, I don't. Yeah, that was something I noticed when I got out of my relationship. Somebody who I'm very, very close with said to me, okay, so are you now going to be like looking for the person you want to marry then if that's the case? And I was like, no, Mm. like, I like they kind of posed it to me in a way where it's like, oh, you are 25. Like, so will you take it really seriously? And I was like, no, not really. What am I 27? I'm a child bride. (laughs) I'm a child bride. Literally. No, what's the pride and prejudice? I'm 27 years old. I have no money or prospects. I'm already a burden to my family. And I'm frightened. (laughs) I don't feel that at all. I'm not frightened. I'm 27. I'm not frightened. No. Good. As you should be. Not frightened. We're just living, loving, laughing. Rock out with your cock out. If I had one, I would. <laughs> but but yeah. that's the thing, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's been interesting. We've had these kind of conversations about it 
for a few weeks now, kind of planning this. And I definitely have noticed in the conversations, I don't know about you. Mm. Well, no, I do know about you. Okay. I have definitely thought about that a lot. And I can know from our little conversations we've had that you've kind of had that thought. I've caught onto it a bit more. Of what what you want. Yeah, for sure. I think for a while I was uncertain, but now I'm like, I'm quite comfortable just doing me and becoming like the best version of myself because I also wouldn't want to seriously enter a relationship again without having done the work on myself and being like, this is the best I can currently be. You know, there's sometimes I have issue with the whole thing of like, you need to work on yourself because I don't actually think you need to work on yourself. Sometimes people do, but I think it's important to just have an awareness of what you want. Yeah. Because I think sometimes you go, oh, what do you mean I'm not working on myself? I'm not like learning a language or I'm not running a marathon every day. No, I don't think you You don't need to to do do that. that. I think it's just for me, like getting into the stuff that I'm passionate about and really working on things that I haven't done so in recent years that I really want to bring back into my life. And like, I think it's important to have things outside of a relationship. And so I've been like focusing on those things. You want to be a little hobby girl. I want to be a hobby girl. And I really want to enjoy the things that I do in my personal time that are like solely for me. Yeah. So for me, that's the working of myself. For sure. Like just getting, like doing things for myself. I definitely think for me, it's been like thinking, okay, quiet the noise around you about what everyone else is saying and saying, oh, you know, like I'm getting to the point where I actually had a family member ask me if I was going to freeze my eggs. Really? Yeah. And I was like, I'm 27. Yeah. Like whilst I think fertility and taking that kind of stuff seriously is really important. Mm. I was like, I don't know if we're quite there yet, babe. Yeah. And it's also interesting because it's like, who knows if you like, really like do you want kids do you want kids yeah I think I do okay then like that's something to consider but like not anytime soon like you could meet the love of your life tomorrow and be like you're going to be the father of my children but it's also that kind of thing of going all right quieten all that noise Mm. quieten the baby announcements and the engagement announcements that come up on your instagram feed every two minutes yeah and forget about what people are either happening like what's happening around you and what people are telling you you should want Mm. and go what do you really want to do? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's your life. That's what I've been thinking about a lot recently. That's and your just, Roman Empire. That's my Roman Empire. <laughs> it's just like, everyone else shut the fuck up. Let me do me. I'm going to do me. Yeah, good. I think that's also interesting because I think now that I'm single again, I've really thought about it and I'm like, I was never the kid that was madly in love with the idea of becoming a mum. Right. And, like, I had a baby born or whatever, but I feel like I just did that because every other girl in my class had a baby born that they brought to school. Same. Oh, my God. But then growing up, I've, like, even as a teenager, I was, like, being a mum isn't, like, a massive appeal to me. Mm. And now, like, there are people in my life with kids or, like, who are currently pregnant and stuff. And I don't know shit about pregnancy, and it only really occurred to me that I really don't know and haven't focused my life on learning anything about pregnancy up until recently because of the people around me. Yeah. And like, they tell me like little details every day and I'm like, what? Like, and it shocks me. And I'm like, I'm 25. Like you'd think that I know some things I'm so clueless to it. And I wouldn't say I have exactly like maternal instincts either. I'm quite happy being the cool aunt. And I'm genuinely like, I don't know at this current point in my life whether like where I stand with like wanting kids and stuff. And I think it would take me finding like 
I don't know. I think it's a really beautiful sentiment to be with somebody and be like, the kids that we have are half of each of us. Like it's half of me and half of the person I love. I think that's a beautiful sentiment. Mm -hmm. But I think until I find that person, I'm not like 100% like I want kids. See, you know what's so interesting? I would say I'm quite maternal. Yeah, I'd say you are. And I've grown up, I've got like a large age gap between me and my siblings. So I've grown up. I was born an auntie, like, like in terms of literally I was born and my eldest sister had had her first child already. Yeah. So I've always kind of had been, I've been around kids and babies since forever. And I haven't. So that could be a factor too. But the thing, it's almost done the opposite where I'm, I'm probably more aware than the average mid to like 20 year old of what is on that, of what is in that phase of life and what is involved. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nah, 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 I'm going to live, laugh, love my best little life mm. until I, cause I'm, I have not, I'm not, I don't know what's coming. Yeah. Obviously I don't think you ever know, mm. but you know, what's so super interesting. What? How this conversation about being in a relationship has so quickly turned towards to motherhood. motherhood. <laughs> No, I think that's such an interesting thing. Yeah. We we didn't plan for no. that to go that way, but how very quickly it's gone from being Well, I think it's also like that comes with the expectations from dating and stuff because I think that can be quite polarizing as a young woman meeting a guy and then like I don't know, I've been out on dates and stuff and they're immediately like so how many kids would you want? And I'm just like, whoa, like it always takes me back a little bit. And I think maybe it does come from the fact that I've not had the maternal instincts, but I'm also just kind of like, I don't know, like at the end of the day, it is my body. So I'm like, no matter who I'm with, I hope that they do respect that enough to be like, I don't know, like understanding if like it's a one and done situation or like, I feel like ideally if I were to have kids, I'd want two, but so that they've got a little friend, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. Like until I'm with the person who I want to be with for the rest of my life, I don't know what I'm going to want to do in terms of children. Maybe that's just it. Maybe it's like, you know what? You never, when, as she says in that song, when you know, you know, what's her name? Lana Del Rey about Margaret Qualley and Jack Antonoff. You can probably do, I think going into dating, you can just have a bit of a plan of what you want the picture to look like. Mm Mm-hmm. That's probably the best work you can do, Mm -hmm. but you never know what it's going to really be like until Mm -hmm. you're in that scenario. But having the like blueprint is going to help you. Yeah. You never know, but when you know. But when you know, you you know. know. Exactly. I think what I want to do next is I really want to look into attachment styles and really learn what mine is because I think that's kind of important because I know I've definitely got some sort of attachment style. This is perfect because I've just ordered a little book that's waiting for me at home called I'm Surrounded by Psychos. Is that what it's called? I thought it was Idiots. Sorry, I'm Surrounded by Idiots. Can be the same same thing thing. sometimes. So I'll read that, then you read that. Okay, and we'll come back, compare notes. Yeah, great. Okay, because, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by what my attachment style is. I read something the other day. And I was like, oh, that kind of resonates. But I feel like I definitely need to research it before I give any opinions on the podcast about what I think I am in terms of attachment style and stuff like that. What would you say your love language is, though? Because I feel like that's something that you can somewhat know already without having to research it. Like, you know what you want in that degree. Yes, I think it's very interesting because I think there's a – 
And there's oh, what you want and then what you receive. Want, yes. want to receive. Like there's what you give out and what – I think it's different. I think I give out two things. I definitely think it's like gifts for yeah. me mm-hmm. and I would say acts of service. Oh, yeah. I so see that for you. That's what you give out. Yeah. And I think what I – want? Acts of service. Okay. Like gestures or – I well, just – I don't really know what acts of service really means to be It's honest. just like little things like – oh. I had to take my car. Oh no, your car's already been serviced. I, 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 I've taken care of it. Yeah, for yeah, you. yeah. Or like, like kind of a nurturing. Yeah, or like I had a really busy day at work. It's like, oh no, yeah, you have to get that from the post office. I'll, I'll grab it for you. It's, oh, it's done. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. I think because for mm-hmm. me, I think that's like that's a real like you're connected into where I'm at. Yeah, on like an emotional, psychological level. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I'd what say. About you? I'd say, I'm a gift giver. Yeah. And I'm, like, weird with receiving gifts. I'm definitely not, like, one to be, like, oh, thank you. Like, I don't know. Like, if somebody gives me a gift, I'm, like, that's really nice. But, like, I get freaked out. But I like giving gifts. Do you know how that's so interesting? Because whenever I've given you gifts, I've actually given you warning. Yeah. How interesting is that? And I've needed the warning. Yeah. Because I, I do get freaked out. Like, I'm, like, what what, what have you done? What have you done? Like, yeah. it really freaks me out. I don't know why. How interesting that, like, yeah. I've But I, I love giving gifts. Even if it's, like. A small thing, just a little thing, like it's just like, oh, I thought of you and I saw this, and I'm, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm also a shopaholic, but anyway, I love giving gifts. And and how do you want to have it received? Oh, or not even how do you I, want I, to? How do, do you like, feel love? I feel love in acts of service. Yeah, and quality time. Right, but for me, I'm also like quality time, and I think I also like to give quality time but for me quality time doesn't even have to be like going out on dates all the time it's just like being in each other's company and like cherishing that company and like acknowledging like the company in time like not and being in the moment being in the moment yeah you know and like really acknowledging the time spent together mm-hmm. um that to me is quality time like because sometimes like also, like, sometimes you get sick of each other too and that's totally fine. Yeah. But I think, like, when you're together and, like, being really tentative to the time together and stuff, I really appreciate that. So, yeah. There you go. But also I think that says a lot about, like, also what you want from relationships because I think I've realised recently that I've kind of brought this up with you. I haven't gone too in-depth with it. I've realised that what I crave in relationships is just stability. You have mentioned this. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just an interesting thing of like just a comfort level with whoever you're with and like a kind of like a stability thing. I don't know. Yeah. I also think it's really interesting like. And I don't we... know where that comes from. Like I've got ideas of where it comes from. I was going to say, we can discuss, we, that, we off can discuss that off the podcast. Yes. But yeah, I think definitely like stability is like what I seek from a person. Well, we've done the work. Yeah. Look at us. We've got, but we've got homework. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to look into attachment styles next and so, and to find out what kind of personality we are. ourselves. Which is a little bit scary, if I'm honest. I'm a bit worried about it. You can do it and then you think I'm. This could bring out what our red flags are. Aside from me wanting to fight grown men at the football. Yeah, that was a lot. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I'm a bit embarrassed. <laughs> Because it's like I blacked out. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that we just walked home in silence. You and I could walk with a, like, talk, not walk. Well, talk and talk. We could talk with a, with a mouthful of marbles about anything. We could talk about shit 
all the time. It was like 45 minutes of just, just dead, dead silence. silence. Yeah, that was weird. Anyway, sorry to the ginger man from GWS. No, 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 no. Never apologize to a man. <laughs> no. Yeah, okay. No. But. I was just competitive. It's fine. And you know what? It paid off. Yeah, because Collingwood are through to the grand final. I'm so excited. I'm really nervous though, but we've got a really fun weekend planned. But we can catch up on that and what happens next week. Next well, time. Next, next time. Got a few dates coming up. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And a few, you know what? Some deeper episodes in the making as well. Um, so that'll be interesting. Thanks for having me. Of course. Always a pleasure. Great. Love ya. <laughs> I'm so tired after that. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, you know where to follow us on Hot Mess Podcast. At I'm, Hot like, Mess. I'm done. Yeah, you're yeah, like, like, I'm out of here. <laughs> at Hot Mess underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for listening. Hey, and um, we'll catch up. Well, you forgot about TikTok, duh. I mean, not TikTok. <laughs> Twitter. Did you say Twitter? I said Twitter. Oh, my gosh. We need to end this now. Okay. Bye. TikTok. Bye. Love you. See ya.